0: Hi everyone and welcome to Intent this week's conversation between me and Steve Rouse kind of goes here there and everywhere Uh, these conversations they're how we're trying to be intentional about relationship together in some ways to to reflect on everyday life and our experiences of it and and trying to connect our faith with it and how we we can be friends for the journey in amongst it all Uh, today's conversation we started off thinking about gardening uh, and what that has to teach us about life but very quickly moved on, on out of that kind of peaceful and lovely space into to one which was characterised by, by aggressive forms of, of judgement, uh, action movies, and what vigilante justice can can teach us about life or not, as the case may be. Uh, as ever, you can join the conversation uh, with us on Twitter by uh, reaching out at, at Intent Talk, uh, ping us a message through there, or you can ping us an email to jim at uk. Are there emotions that you're wrestling with at the moment, or even, even better? Um, what tools do you have for, for processing kind of how you're feeling and how, how you're feeling to kind of steer in the way that you, you react in life? If you've got any tips and, and tricks or just good practice, we would we would absolutely love to hear from you. But for now, here's the chat. I mean, it's is the real measure of when you're approaching middle age or just getting old is when you start becoming more interested in gardening. I, that's, I think that's the, that's the measure. Um, in life, that when, when you start caring about gardening, I think that's when the old alarm bell goes off. It's like boo boo, and it's like middle age approaching, um, and I, f- I feel myself getting there. I need to. Uh, have you not that. come
1: across? Have you not come across on YouTube the Garden Ninja? What? No. <laughs> There's a guy on YouTube called the Garden Ninja. He's a Well, he looks to me like he'd be in his early mid twenties, and he's he's passionate and brilliant. He's, a, he's brilliant when it comes to garden. He's really good. He's ah. really good and well worth tapping into. All right. I'll check out the garden
0: ninja. <laughs> well, well, on the back of gardening then, well, what, sometimes in life um, it feels like weed killers being poured on all the things that you're trying to develop and grow and, and everything else. What's What's been going on for you this week? It's not all been oh, man,
1: uh, it's enjoyable. I, well, I, it was just last week really. Not the best week in the world. I, I tested positive for COVID on Sunday week gone by and then but in the midst of all that I was going through the process of renewing my my Vespa Lisa and I had this dream uh, that sounds a bit grand not quite (laughs) a dream but we really we just enjoy exploring the city any chance we get to go out and do that and I'd been riding for about uh 24 about eight years a, a 125 slightly older kind of Vespa, and we enjoyed that we thought oh look you can get a 300 cc one and let's look for one of those and we found a really lovely one and because lisa wants to do wheelies down oxford street i don't know if it was called a wheelie she did on on a previous bike she did try to pull some sort of a wheelie across the road at battersea park and slammed my brand new two-day-old tamaretti scooter into another car she hasn't she hasn't ridden one since but anyway (laughs) aside from that aside from that Um, So, yeah, I managed to find one of this guy in Battersea, bought it, beautiful uh, version of it. And last Friday had parked it outside somebody's house I'd gone to visit and came out and it'd been nicked and it gone. Mm. And I was absolutely, yeah, I was just gutted. Just, I was quite, well, probably shouldn't be surprised, but I was quite surprised for how many days I just felt this pit of, sort of anger about what had happened. Um Just the, just the sort of almost like a sounds a bit like a, a form of grief in one sense, that something's been nicked from you and mm-hmm. that you really were going to enjoy. And, and I was like, Oh man, that, yeah, it was not, it was not a moment that like, even now that's only, that was just what, just under a week ago. So like, I'm just going through the insurance process at the moment. It's like, ah, oh. Yeah, it was uh, like you say. When sometimes, kind of, the weed killer gets poured on, it sometimes brings to the surface, kind of, what's really there, or how do you, yeah, yeah, you know, what is yeah, what's the reality of what does it mean to try and handle those situations when what you feel like doing, you, you go through all sorts of emotions, don't you? I I did. You get you sort of get that anger at the person, the injustice of it. You get I get I got angry feeling like. You know the person who's taken it and you just like the language you read about like, because you, you start reading other people's stories online of what's happened to them and you know they talk about them as being scumbags and you know all this sort of language it's and you think res- that's a very reserved uh <laughs> description i'd say there may have been some other words around the word scumbag <laughs> but <laughs> But you don't find yourself disagreeing with it. You gotta kind of no, like, no, 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 Yep, that's kind of how I feel about that person right now. And I think sometimes we can get, you know, it's just me joining a dot in my head about some other things going on for us in life at the moment. Where you think you can kind of go, oh, yeah, I should just be forgiving. And it's, it doesn't. It, it's all very well to say, to talk about forgiveness, or I don't know i just i just got this picture in my head of me me sitting in across a table in a room with the person who nicked my bike, going through some kind of restorative justice process to say, oh, yeah. whatever and you think these are really good ideas and and i believe in them but when the reality of a situation hits you you're like actually all i want to do is punch the guy or you know yeah yeah, yeah. You, you've got to acknowledge the real feelings yeah.
0: Have you been, I think my go-to would be fantasizing like, uh, about turning into a bit of a vigilante and like what you yes. would do if you were like just driving along and you looked down an alleyway and it was there and you're like, Oh, right. I'm going to go back at night. I'm going to go and get it. What well, Imagine what would happen and everything else. And well, I, I, I bet, well, these, these are the things, if that actually happened to me, if I got something nicked and I saw it somewhere, either I'd be, I'd just be too scared to do anything about it. Or, um, i'd get myself into a lot of trouble i'd imagine like not and not not in like a, not in a glory not in a what's the word like glorified way not even not even like going down fighting or whatever i'd just like I'd just get my bottom handed to me or whatever i'll just get just get, <laughs> just get told to go away in no uncertain terms i'll just go home with my tail between my legs you know <laughs> That'd be that would be bad.
1: i i totally would i i sway between those I'd, as soon as you said it about that vigilance i was one of my favourite films to watch is um, Denzel Washington in. Is it called The Enforcer? Oh, I don't know, mate. Oh no! Now I've got that wrong, haven't I? And I said I really like the film. What's the Denzel it the Washington Enforcer? film? What's he been in? Equalizer. Equalizer. That's the not. Equalizer. I've not even seen it. But... The Equalizer. Ah, oh, I love it, and it. I just think I, I think I love it because I think in in a lot of us is that that whatever desire whatever to be that person you just think who oh I mean, just the way that you, so what's the premise you watched it. what's huh? the premise i suppose he just it's the way actually the premise is that often he in my memory of the films and i'm dreadful at remembering films is that <laughs> he basically is trying to restore justice to a situation but he's he's at which he does and he's but but his way his way of restoring justice in situations is certainly not to get people to sit down and talk about it. He's dealing Uh with people who generally um, either, I don't know, cuts their throat or stabs them, kills them, whatever, or not always. Oh, what the lovely uplifting films I'll post the picture. (laughs) (laughs) But he so looks like the underdog. He's like, he so looks like others. He's up against, you know, he's up against five. Yeah gang members in a kind of situation where you think, uh, yeah, uh, but I'm like you. And it's funny because I saw a story of a guy who got back his vesper. He had a, he had a tracker on it and he found out that it had been nicked. Oh, he, it had been nicked and he found it was only half an hour away from where he lived. And so he, he, he tracked it down, saw it, but he talks about the bit about the process of what, you know, he actually managed because the police basically said to him, they weren't going to come and help him even though they'd found okay. it. Okay. They said, they actually said to him, Go retrieve it yourself. What? See, he did. He he was so scared, he said. He thought he was going to get beaten up, stabbed, whatever. And yeah. I'd be like, do you know what? You can have you, my bike. I'm really it, yeah. not. In fact, here's the spare keys. Like, it- <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a spare set of gloves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's... It's harder, It's true, though, because you... I remember there was a there's a moment there's lots of moments and I think when when um, Jesus is trying to disciple you know the twelve guys he has around him when they find themselves in kind of moments when they don't know what to do he often says to them like where is your faith and I, I used to think like he did it in quite a sort of an accusatory way like like, like where's your faith you you know you idiot or whatever mm-hmm. or like man up or pull your socks up kind of thing but I think he I think I've come to learn that it's more like now's the time. Like now, you know, where's your faith? This is, this is when your faith is useful. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it, bring it into, you know, bring it into life right now and start applying it. And I think, Mm. I think I would say that I think the, the genuine reality of the last. And I think this is true when we face stuff is the genuine reality is you can't ignore all those feelings we've just described that aren't, particularly pretty they're not you did some of the things you do imagine you might want to do to somebody in an injustice situation but actually your faith almost becomes like a i don't know would you describe like i'm i'm thinking like you almost like a wrestling type image yeah so i'm almost wrestling with myself so i'm trying to bring it's like two sides of me and i'm trying to wrestle my faith and think you know how do i think properly about this and it's helping me to think in that situation to think about that that item I own appropriately or to try and think about the other per- all, all that stuff's going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I find that I suppose as I look back or as I'm going through it, I find it a more purposeful, possibly even, you know, perhaps it's a very spiritual kind of way of saying it, but purposeful or even life. I was gonna say not life-giving. What would you say? Like just know it's, it heads in a better direction than other choices i could make in that moment
0: yeah yeah i mean at the very least it means it gives you a uh, even in some small way it gives you a little handle for examining the situation like i mean like yeah. there's a lot of um spirituality that's on kind of examining what's going on like the whole kind of um or the, like the whole prayer thing of there's a whatever you want to call it a prayer practice called the examine which is about kind of looking back through the day and kind of actually deliberately trying to um, examine what happened and when and how you felt about it how you connected with your faith you know those kind of things so i think anything that helps you examine and kind of interrogate what's going on um can be helpful because else like you say you just you just swept up in this ball of emotion and it's quite hard well left unchecked you just roll around in that rather than actually kind of going so what's really going on in this really in terms of yeah whatever your what question you want to use if it's like where is your faith it's kind of like at least it gives you a handle to kind of go so what what am i feeling here how am i reacting here how does that engage with what i would say about the christian pathway and what what jesus says is life in all its fullness and so in, a, in a very least it helps you understand or it gives you a window to see um the the disconnect maybe either in the desire to call up denzel washington and get him to Come and sort come and sort the thing out for you, rather than um, I don't know whatever you want to call it. There'll be those who kind of quickly push you towards a path of forgiveness or whatever. Um, that would be a read a reading of Jesus's life and works would be that, that kind of towards forgiveness. Um, uh, and and so like I think anything that helps you just kind of think carefully about it and actually think deliberately. So what's actually going on for me, rather than just be going ow, oh, it hurts this this really. This is really rubbish this is really unfortunate and everything else i mean yeah i mean it, it triggers all kinds of things of um when when things get taken from us or whatever i mean i know you guys know know what it's like to be burgled or whatever you know when someone's been inside a space that you thought was safe and that kind of thing that that's going on you know when something gets stolen kind of out in the wild and that i don't know i i, I don't know it, it triggers all kinds of things about uh I mean I, I don't want to pull you into this conversation if you don't want to go there, but I know for you like kind of being bullied at school and that kind of thing, somebody stronger kind of coming along and saying, I'll have that kind of thing, I can see how that's triggering as well. And else you just you just have this kind of ball of emotions and you're just kind of thrown up in it and you wrestle with it. And emotions aren't bad things. It's funny, I was chatting to an old friend um yesterday and he was saying there's there's and he was talking particularly about anger. Um, and he was saying anger is not necessarily a bad thing um and i can't remember quite who he was quoting but um oh i think it's eugene peterson i think it's old mate eugene peterson and his calm and peaceful and um wise mind um yeah he said that anger anger makes you do things that actually anger can be the very thing that that drives you towards sorting out a situation because um i think the question eugene peterson was um why haven't you written another book yet or something like that or when you, when are you going to write another book and i think his answer is something like when i'm angry enough you know it's kind of like there needs to be something that kind of stirred stirred him enough to go right okay this is this is how i this is giving him the energy to kind of deal with that and i think when you when you're looking at injustice um and i'm not seeing Denzel washington as the kind of um, messiah figure uh, necessarily that you do <laughs> <laughs> but kind of that 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 kind of energy um the that you get an emotion that 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 gives drive to sort something out in terms of people talk about kind of a righteous anger or whatever that kind of it's it's that energy and that drive that makes jesus turn over the tables in the temple you know that that mm-hmm. kind of drives him to to addressing that issue um so I, th- I think emotions can be really good but left unchecked you're just you're just driven in any direction (laughs) you know it can kind of just it you're just kind of blown along by the by the whirlwind or whatever and what what's going to happen nobody knows you know you might you might go out and um well you might you might sit at home and i don't know drink the contents of your cupboards you might you might sit at home and just stew staring at the wall angrily or whatever and just going over and over and over and over and over what you'd like to do to this person if you got them in front of you or whatever it might come out in terms of your interactions with friends with family with loved ones you might and and find yourself in quite a um a bitey kind of mood or whatever um and yeah end up kind of Saying or doing something that you really regret, or something to those that you love, you know. So it's, I, I think, I think it's important to, to find ways of trying to work out why you feel the ways that you do. And I think, I think, I think myself, like when I was a, when I was a younger man, I think it's, it's still in me. Um, I really struggle with, with anger, um, in that I, I, I don't think I really, I don't really take stock of my emotions that kind of, um, that kind of the uh, I I could I I had kind of like a a rage or whatever an anger that would be it would just let off at at any almost any given point but I didn't really I didn't know why I had no understanding of how how it felt for that thing to be building up or anything else like that I I didn't have a way of kind of working out what that meant and therefore it would just like go off here there and anywhere and when or how that happened I didn't feel like i had any say in i felt like a bit of a, a passenger in that but i think the more i've learned to try and try and listen or learn some of these little tools for thinking about what's going on inside you it makes you kind of think oh, okay i i'm noticing this and therefore i need to try
1: and work out what's going on here um yeah that's really that's really helpful though i really i i'd not i don't think i've ever thought before like if we talk about reconciliation or we talk about forgiveness i think often what crops up in our minds is almost like i'm just letting the other person off like it's like yeah yeah um there's no it's like we're almost ignoring the seriousness of what's happened here or it's just um and and ignoring the the real emotions that come with an injustice of some sort or, or, you know whatever that might be whether you feel it's unjust that a loved one's been taken life-wise in a particular time or the way in which they've been taken or gone um whether it's like something being stolen from you whether it's a relationship that ended badly or whatever it might be the danger is you could just go oh you've got to just forgive them or you just got to you know and it's like even in saying that i remember a friend saying we can't just be saying to ourselves we just got to forgive because it's not a just, it's nowhere near that small. Sometimes forgiveness really needs somebody to help you kind of lead through a a process because actually it can take years. Actually, you can remain angry at a situation or a person or an event for a long time. And, I've often wondered whether that's what Jesus meant when I don't know. It's one of the interpretations that I've heard when he when he's asked the question by one of his disciples. You know, how many times should I forgive? And I think the law said, I can't remember. Like it, like the law said, you've got to forgive at least three times or something. And then he, said, Jesus says, no, seventy times seven or whatever. It's like this ridiculous. Like this is that's impossible. Hmm. But one of the one of the ways I found that helpful to hear that is to think, you know, hurt from hurt from the past or whatever can can take a while to unpick can take a long time to work through and almost like jesus is saying like every time you revisit the hurt of it you need to go through that a bit of a process again to kind of try and work through your feelings about it in order that you keep on becoming healthy you keep on being reconciled it doesn't just happen in a kind of in a moment in a in a second but it but it takes time and i think I find that I find that much more realistic and, and much more helpful because it acknowledges, like you said, the feelings that come with a, an injustice or with a grief. And, and there may be a similarity there, but things like anger um are very real feelings to go through. And and you can either like I remember I think Rob Bell talks about this where he says, you know, whenever we face a suffering, I think he's talking about where he says you hit this bit of a crossroads moment where you, you either become more closed or you become more open or you become more bitter or you become more um, sort of gracious or whatever the opposite of bitterness would be, but you, and and you face a choice in that moment. And I think there's a truth in that. You can kind of go, like, if if you've been hurt, you can say, I'm never going to, I'm never going to make myself vulnerable to somebody ever again, or, or, I might take it may take me a little while, but I will take the risk again of, I don't know, finding a close friend or developing a relationship or whatever it might be. Mm. But the reality is it's not just a kind of – sometimes I think in the church we can we can make out that it's, oh, just forgive them. It's, like, it's costly. <laughs> it's really – it's costly in so many ways. You, you Yeah. You have to carry it for a bit and it stays with you for a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think there, there's certainly things – I know in my life when I've had to, I don't know where, th- where things have hurt and you find yourself having to forgive somebody else, but it can be, it can be years down the line when the, th- when you'll just start thinking about that thing again. And it's like, it's like you've gone right back to the beginning again. It's kind of like, you, you almost like for me, every time I rethink about it or revisit it, I'm like I need to forgive them again. Mm. Cause every time I go back to it, I'm pulled into the anger and the injustice and the pain and, that's that's the that's the kind of visceral memory of the thing hmm. but then you you really do you you have to forgive them again and it's kind of like you uh, i think that kind of 70 times seven thing really holds up because you for for some things you do have to forgive again 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 yeah. um and it's and it's hard particularly the ones that there is absolutely no closure about you know something's that like i don't know like like the situation with the bike you know it's it's highly unlikely that i'm sorry mate that it's gonna it's gonna come back again or or even that the police are going to track down who did it or whatever and to, like those situations where you can't there's no kind of promise of being able to have any sort of closure or anything on the matter it's it, they are almost some of they can be they're, they're well it's not necessarily gonna say they're harder to forgive but they have their own kind of personality of forgiveness you know that it's to, to get to forgive something like an unknown um or at least something somebody who um doesn't isn't you you can't ever be sure that they've ever shown any contrition or they've been ever bothered about it or they've ever get thought about it again or they've given two thoughts to you about it but it, it it's still it's still you who holds it and therefore like I, I know that for me like i've had to forgive again and again and again in, in like but acknowledging that the 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 other person involved may may not have thought two hoots about this <laughs> and may never do um and it's it's i don't know it's 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 a challenging pathway you know every time you think about it, it's the opportunity to be pulled back into the spiral again
1: yeah and it's it's funny you said because like it, literally yesterday i rode i was cycling past where the bike was parked when it got taken and it's you're funny just what goes on you'd never said you know what goes on in your head because i was thinking oh, wouldn't it be amazing if this person who took it just had their fun and they just were that kind of thief that they thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll do that for a few days. Then I'll put it back exactly where it was and that person can pick it up again. And and I, I almost rode past with that expectation just to look and see. And it's like, mm. of course, they're not going to do it. Why are you thinking like that? And then... A conscientious joyrider. And, uh, <laughs> 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 and then... And then... And then I was almost angry at the fact that it was stolen from on a route that I regularly go down. So I think every time I cycle past there, I, I imagine for the rest of my days living in this community, every time you go past there, for a brief moment, that thought of that thing will pop in your head. And that's that's life, though, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. that happens with so many different things. Like, um, I remember, I don't know if this is connected, but it just popped in my head thinking about that. Like, it's... That years ago, there was um uh, Terry Wait. He was like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: what's the term for him? He was like was he like an ambassador? Or a, oh, um, yeah, like I don't know, diplomat or whatever. Diplomat in I can't remember what country. now. he's
0: in Beirut. Wasn't Beirut, he? In, but he got like kidnapped, Le- didn't he? Yeah, he was,
1: he was kidnapped. And I remember him when he told his story afterwards. You know, wondering whether he'd ever come out of that situation he said for years afterwards every time he heard the sound of um like packaging tape being ripped off something it reminded him because they they'd bound his his hands and his feet and his mouth with packaging tape and he, the sound of that rip coming off in his mind triggered always being taken back to that situation and i think i think so often yeah in any injustice suffering loss there'll be things that just take us back there and when we go back there sometimes the feeling of it is stirred up again and Mm -hmm. like you say you i i'm just grateful i think as a christian that it's that that what you learn over time gives me a way of dealing with it that isn't going to the kitchen cupboard and drinking whatever's there or Mm -hmm. you know whatever you know is not picking up a blade and start harming myself or you know that there are other ways there are yeah. ways that are more hopeful
0: yeah yeah definitely and i mean we we were talking talking previous to this conversation really just about the need for like like what this what these conversations trying to do is is be intentional about our relationship together sharing what's going on in everyday life and kind of reflecting on it in some way in light of like the bible and our faith and um i don't know church tradition and all of that stuff um but the need for for people that you can journey with like people that you can deliberately talk about this stuff and kind of just have the little space to talk it out and kind of what's what's going on but but not just in a sense of kind of like i don't know just i don't know just pouring it out but people who who deliberately are helping you think it through or at least trying like we were saying earlier about those little tools that help you get help you kind of like interrogate and understand what you're feeling or what's going on or whatever but but friends who are trying to help you do that and offering some semblance of hope and connection you know not not necessarily people who are just kind of going oh yeah absolutely you've been so wronged and we need to go and sort it out and everything else like i think that i mean it's, it's nice to have the solidarity but like in i think i think you're looking for people who are a little bit more um yeah, maybe a bit more grounded than than that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes. Oh no, no
1: I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. And it's funny, even thinking back on you know this conversation, I think you can pick out, like you say, in terms of what the intention of this is. Is if you are, if you've got a friend who's trying to live a similar way, it's just helpful if, like you did it earlier on when you said, you know, how you would feel if you were going to go and try and recover something, and the reality of how you'd feel. And you said, I'd actually, you know, I'd, I'd be terrified. I would not be kind of just marching in there like denzel washington in that moment i that that helps it helps when somebody identifies with your own feelings and like doesn't doesn't reinforce your feeling of oh man i should be more this or i should be more that i think some that empathy thing comes in i think somebody else who just um and i've really appreciated that even over the last week from from a number of different people um who just acknowledge it's funny it really happens at different levels like i've been quite disappointed with some i don't know why it's a bit of a self-focused thing but like (laughs) like when people do kind of really acknowledge your loss it really means a lot
0: yeah
1: and when they don't it's not that you know not that they they might not just appreciate the weight of what you've lost but some people just go oh well and like when someone does that like oh well never mind you're like you know well never mind i'm (laughs) this is doing me in (laughs) Can you imagine, yeah. and people do that even around significant loss, like loss of love. Like, oh, well, you know, you're. I remember Lisa said that. I, know, I don't want to take us off down a whole other path because we've come to the end of our conversation. But I remember Lisa saying, you know, the loss of her father. And she had some people say stuff like, almost like, oh, well, when the sun comes out, you'll be fine again. And I think, yeah. what? Like, you, this person's just lost one of the most important figures in their life. And you think the sun coming out on Thursday is going to, change it like just people don't sometimes don't know what to say or they say the most inappropriate no. things and you think I think it's really helpful when somebody just sits with us and kind of says yeah I, I feel your pain and hey yeah. you can you can go this route but just try to yeah. tries to nudge you along the right path it's helpful
0: yeah absolutely and I'm glad I didn't respond to your initial text to try and summon some sort of local and militia to cruise around and try and find this <laughs> <part>. <laughs> As it sounded
1: in the moment, I don't think it would have been helpful for anybody involved. I'll tell you what, I am going to do I'm going to go and watch that Denzel Washington film (laughs) again.
0: Thanks so much for listening. I wonder if any of that conversation connected with you or your own experience of loss or things being being taken from you, whether they've been been stolen or otherwise. How have you you dealt with those feelings, or or how's that affected you, or even? Um, That kind of ongoing sense of forgiveness, that journey in in kind of what you do with those feelings and when they come back, when the memories stir unbidden, kind of what's been your experience of dealing with them? We'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch on Twitter at Intent Talk or you can ping an email through to Jim at Ballon Baptist.co.uk. If you want to find out more about the Ballon Baptist Church community we're a part of, you can find us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, uh, or on Instagram at Ballon Baptist. See you next time.